0: Hello, everybody. This is Sue Ellis-Saller, and I'm with Bradley Scott today, and we're doing an interview for Spiritual Business Spotlight. So, hi, Bradley. Thank you for joining me.
1: Hello, Sue. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And I just wanted to let you all know a little bit about what I did. Um, Sue asked me to come on here and talk about some of my work as a shaman and a Reiki master and, and a psychic medium. And basically, what all of that means <laughs> to some of you, because it is a lot of bags to, a lot of tricks to have in my bag. And it's just basically, I am here to help you find your way through the dark that's my job. And that is a job that spirit gave me whenever I was a young boy. And um, I always knew that. And then my whole life has been a journey trying to figure out what does it mean to carry the light?
0: Wow. Wow. So you're not not afraid of going into the darker places with people to help them on their journey? No.
1: As a shaman, that's the first lesson you learn. Uh, One of my first initiations was they take you out, and you have to do kind of a, a soul journey or a quest, and it's to find your power animal. And that entails they took me out into the woods that I did not know. <laughs> the area was foreign to me. Um, and they gave me some water and a little sack of food. And then I had to stay the night, and they would come back and get me the next day. And that was all I had. There was no tent, there was no area. It was just find somewhere in this wilderness that you can feel safe. And so it's basically asking you to face your own shadow because yeah. so many of us grow up as children uh, jumping at the monster under the bed and jumping the shadows in the closet. And, you know, those are all things that we um, repress and that we keep down. And when you're forced to be in the darkness, you're forced to completely and utterly Evaluate self. And you come face to face with it's almost like that scene in Star Wars when Luke Skywalker comes face to face with the enemy, Darth Vader, and the mask comes off to reveal it is himself. Right. And so the shaman literally has to go through an experience of death and rebirth, in you have conquered self. And so I had to do that as a healer because, you know, one of the biggest things that, uh, I think it was the god of medicine. Was that Socrates? Socrates taught, yeah. Socratic method. Socrates taught one of his other sayings, except for the Socratic method. His biggest saying was, Physician, heal thyself.
0: thyself yeah. And it
1: was because you have first have to know how to heal yourself before you can heal others. So that was the whole shamanic journey. And basically, my entire life has been a journey of healing myself so that I could help others heal as well
0: well that's a good lead into the next question because what brought you to this journey like how did you get into shamanism and reiki and mediumship and
1: (laughs) yeah well you know it's it's that journey to the the top of the mountain the great mountain and i I like to think of christianity as a well-worn well-trodden path that goes straight up it's the easy route it's beautiful you know that's like the main tourist route that we take everybody to (laughs) and then so that's what I grew up in I'm a recovering Baptist and um I so I knew I had a calling and of course spirit meets you where you are in your perspective it doesn't try to jostle you too much it just pushes you incrementally closer to who you should be in your true self and for me it was I wanted to be a worship minister so I learned how to sing and when I was singing I always felt another presence was there like I wasn't singing to a congregation I was singing to something else and something else was singing through me like it was singing to itself and I was like this is very strange and people and I would I would have moments where I would lift out of my body and almost hover above myself and I could see myself and everyone else and and it was just I remember the vividness of the colors and then I would notice I was out of my body and I would snap back in just
0: right. and you know,
1: it like interrupt the song or something and I was like oh well, okay that was a little weird and so um because of some life choices that I made I got uh, married and divorced um just because of different things just going on in my personal life. And that kind of made me leave the church. And then there was an accident that also happened whenever I was a teenager that really made me question and be angry at God. And so I ran away from the church as fast as my legs could carry me. Um, And (laughs) um, it's funny because I turned to my roots, which are my great grandparents were Native American. And then the rest of my family were Irish immigrants. So I started studying shamanism because there's both North and Celtic shamanism through Druidry. And then there's Native American shamanism. so I started kind of studying those congruently. And so I just wanted to understand what the Native American belief of was. What is great spirit? Because whenever I was a little kid, I asked my pastor, where is God's wife? Right. <laughs> and, you know, because I had a mom and dad at home. Where is mom and dad in heaven? You know, I, I'm like, it's it's unequal. It's not right. I mean, you know, sometimes you want to talk to mom. You don't want to talk to dad. You know, like, don't make me talk to dad. <laughs> right. <laughs> the relationship I felt with God. And so then I it was, it's funny that I ran from God and ran to the goddess in, you know, more of the native shamanism and things I like know. that, learning with that. And she led me back to God and said that, no, we are, we are together. We are the same. We're the same. We're a facet of the same diamond. And I was like, Oh, and it was one of those moments where I was journeying. and I was going through training and I just had this resounding um, message of, Spirit is all one. Whether you worship Durga or Maka or Allah or Yahweh or you know God or Jesus, whoever, it is all one. And all and I lo- It's funny because that came up when I was studying at a Christian university to be a worship minister. They had a saying that all truth is God's truth. And if you change that to all truth is is universal truth, it's the same. Saying right. all truth. So there's a common thread and a commonality between any religion or any spiritual path that you take. They all treat to be kind. They all treat to heal. They all treat to that there's prophecy and future sight. And they all teach that we're all gifted and that we all are special and unique. And it's your job to figure out what that is. And so I knew I had a calling and I knew I was God touched. And then as I started getting into more occult hidden mystery schools and shamanism and Reiki, I, it just all clicked one day. And I was like, Oh, I'm, the reason I love to sing is because shamans sing the soul back home. The reason I learned how to do a ceremony and, you know, worship ceremony is because I was supposed to lead rituals. Like it's like, It's so easy to me. And instead of now having a congregation, I'm singing to an audience of one whenever I sit with my clients. And I can sing over them and sing to their soul and hopefully give them and hold space, which is what a worship leader is taught to do, hold space to truly encounter spirit. Because it's not me that does the healing. It's not me that does anything powerful. I am just flesh. It is literally the spirit that comes through me that gives me so many amazing results with clients again and again. And that even like yesterday, I was doing a reading for a client. I was amazed at the information (laughs) that they give because she had told herself coming in and I asked her if I could talk about this (laughs) privacy, but me coming in that she wouldn't believe me unless... I could tell her, her daughter's phone password. And I had written numbers down and it was her daughter's phone password. She opened it it up right then and there. And it opened right up. I was shocked because I thought it was like your daughter plays Sudoku. No, they were numbers for her. So it's funny how, even though I didn't get it correct, I got the right information. So it's all about interpretation and working with people and talking it out. Right,
0: right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. I know. Seriously. I
1: was shocked. I mean, I was literally like, whoa. I had to like, <laughs> take a moment, be like, okay, sorry, I'm fangirling spirit right now.
0: This <laughs> is like, totally. pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But you made a good point, and I think that it's really important, especially for the people who are starting on their own path right now. A lot of this mm-hmm. is opening up the channel within you, so not trying to be the source of the information, right. but allow allowing yourself to be the vessel for the mm-hmm. information and especially for healing, you know that puts mm-hmm. a huge burden on you if you're thinking have to manifest all this energy to, to heal somebody or whatever, or even yeah. some people take on the, the sickness of the people that they're working with. Which
1: and- that is a skill and a gift. And it's a very, uh, you have to be, you have to be careful with that gift. I yeah. mean, you need lots of training and lots of spiritual guidance in order to do that effectively, or you're right. It will end up hurting you in the end
0: right yeah yeah because who needs to to take on those energies and yeah you're right you need proper training and i think that's Mm -hmm. a really like there's a lot of the path that we kind of find ourselves like you said i was like from this place to that place to that place Mm -hmm. but there is so much to be said about being trained
1: as Mm -hmm. well right and it's you know and that's kind of in the tradition of it and it's not only that i it's it's. I'm not saying that people aren't naturally gifted because I was naturally gifted. It's just that the training helped me learn what I need to do if something goes wrong. Right. Whereas I would have been clueless if I would have, you know, came, like for instance, if I would have been doing a Reiki session and if I hadn't had my shamanism, I wouldn't have known what to do in the situation because I had a Reiki client who came in and we found out they were possessed. So oh then gosh. it turned from a reiki session to a deep possession.
0: <laughs> okay. Wow. It
1: very dramatic. Uh, very could have been very traumatic for her if I hadn't have been trained on what to do and remain calm. And I mean, it, it could have gone very badly, you right. know. And I'm thankful that spirit had the foresight. For me to learn that, hey, if you're going to do Reiki someday, you're going to need Shamanism first. (laughs) And you're also going to need a good Christian foundation to understand what you're seeing. Because even though you don't believe in demons or negative entities, you know, that doesn't mean that other people don't and those will manifest in them because, because they can make it real even if it has never been real to you. So we have to realize that in this world of energy and magic that we play in, that we are working in the realm of myth and lore, and we might stumble upon things that haven't walked the earth in thousands of years.
0: You right. Know?
1: <laughs> and if you didn't read those stories or learn them from your elders or by reading books, you're in for a world of hurt. You need to really, really pay attention to what you need to do and rely on your guidance or be able to know how to rely on your guidance in moments of crisis, right? They do come up and they do happen.
0: Right. Well, I think too that our path leads us through some pretty interesting places within ourselves that we draw upon, you know, experiencing our own personal demons and, and working with them Um, And that gives us a lot of experience in helping others to work with their own demons. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. Because it was funny whenever I was uh, learning shamanism, they have a specific way of dealing with it where it's about control and subjugation. And I just felt wrong. You know, I mean, I, I learned how to do it and I did what I had to do to slide by in that area of it because I just kept having this belief in my head that uh, to bind a spirit is to in turn promise to be bound.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Because
1: it has to have a balance in there. So it's like, yes, you can bind a spirit, but why would you want to? Why would you want to put your immortal soul... into more bondage than it already is.
0: Right. Or link yourself to that soul eternally. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So any
1: spirits that I work with shamanically or with my Reiki guides, it is purely voluntary and they all know they can come and go as they please. You know, it's not a it's not a servant master relationship that some shamanism schools teach. Luckily I had a wonderful teacher who was very all about love and, you know, Equality and everything. So she taught that you should. I mean, she said you can work with spirits where you subjugate them and dominate their will. She goes, but but why would you want to? I mean, like, why would you want to have a pit bull that's rabid? You know, just because you put it on a leash, it can still bite you. Like,
0: (laughs) right? And I love that you bring that up because a lot of people are tempted to use darker forces or they're working from a place within themselves that's not from a sick place within themselves Mm -hmm. from a place of Mm -hmm. despair despondency jealousy rage um and so they're calling forth energy from that space and you know casting it out into the world (laughs) and then you know i'm thinking part of my own work, and it sounds like part of your work, is making sure that you're centered and grounded in like a really calm, peaceful place mm-hmm. with only the best intentions in mind. Mm-hmm. And when you call forth from that place, mm-hmm. what you bring about is filled with that energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you release into the world. And Great. it's, yeah. And I think that we're in a time right now where it's really important to to center. Yes, in love and peace and, you know, and I hate to sound like, woo, hippie, yay, whatever. It but it's, it's so important right now. We're in a place where we can shift the trajectory of, I mean, I guess everybody is always in a place where they can shift the trajectory of the future, but with, with shamanism and with energy work and with healing, there is so much potential there.
1: Because I think it was Gandalf the Grey that said through J.R.R. R. Tolkien that it's the small acts of kindness that keep the darkness at bay. Right. And so those small moments of choosing to be the better person, to do right, to give kindness, to give forgiveness, to give understanding, even whenever you are madder than a hornet in a in a coke can, you want <laughs> to, you want to you know, be as kind as you possibly can because their reaction is about them, but how you react is about you. And that will be what you manifest in this world. And so by being kind, you manifest more kindness. By being angry, you manifest more anger. And I think, and you've probably dealt with this a lot, but people that come to me for healing generally have been like, well, I've dabbled in this, or I did a Ouija board, or I tried this. And so They are gifted, they are open. It's just that they have no route to go. And so I feel like there are so many people right now waking up to, I'm having therapists recommend people come to see me because I'm a shaman. And they're like, well, their body's taken care of and their mind is taken care of, but we need someone to help them spiritually because they're still not making strides. And then the moment they put all three together, healing begins right all three parts of self you know in this western world that we live in we only treat the body and the mind the spirit is completely ignored
0: right like it doesn't exist
1: because it can't be read on a machine
0: exactly exactly (coughs) yet yet yet
1: i mean and they are doing amazing strides to find where it does affect us and you know (laughs) things like that like the blue light that they found in um uh, meditating, uh, Buddhist monks that there's a blue light that lights up whenever they get into theta. Oh,
0: wow. Oh yeah.
1: It's so cool. They said, because the brain activity almost completely stops. And then they said, all of a sudden this blue light bursts in the center of their head. And I'm like, that's that moment in, in meditation where you're connected, and you you feel like your whole body just is vibrating, and you expand out of your mind, you know, and that's that moment, that aha moment that there's something more. So they are figuring out that there is an effect, but they don't know the cause yet. <laughs> we do, but they're trying to they're trying to prove it.
0: right right and I was just reading about this the other day and I I you know sometimes it's hard to keep the trail of like what did I read and how did that
1: like um yeah
0: yeah exactly but um where it was like the at the renaissance phase where they fell into this place where everything had to be proven and everything Mm -hmm. had to be scientifically uh verifiable with this and that and the Mm -hmm. other thing and it wasn't enough to be like wow, I feel so much better after I've spoken with this person or if, after I've participated mm-hmm. in this meditation. Mm-hmm. And I think that our bodies are the most sensitive um, ways of measuring, like measuring tools that there mm-hmm. could possibly be.
1: Right. Yeah, because you could have a medication that cures cancer, but if it makes you, your body upset or your body rejects it, it's not going to heal you. Right. You know, because if you don't believe it will, or if it doesn't feel right to you, it's not going to help you. Right. And so some people going to a normal doctor and going to a therapist is enough. But for some of others that need that one more step, because you know, sometimes just like in school, sometimes we needed a little extra help, a little extra tutoring from the teacher. This is just another tool that I think science has is finally realizing by having reiki in hospitals and reiki you know going mainstream finally yes uh is that it's it's needed right. you know that thing has been uh, this kind of fills a void that there has been in western medicine for centuries right. you know because and it's, and it's the rise of the goddess. It's the rise of the old ways again. You know, the things that were hidden, the things that were passed down from, from mother to to daughter and and father to son, you know, these things are important because it's funny how I thought I was running away from God and I thought I was (laughs) running away from who I was. And yet here I am listening to this shaman teaching me, telling me things my grandfather taught me in the garden, you know, (laughs) saying a a specific psalm over the corn to have a good harvest, you know, and all of a sudden it's hoodoo. And I'm like, what? My family practices this and they're Christian, you know, it's like people don't realize how much magic is in there every day. Right. They have no idea. And it's funny, whenever you you start peeling back the layers, it's like, it's so deep within our culture that how did they ever mask this? Like, how did they ever hide it in plain sight? That's how it was, right in plain sight, so that it would survive. It's the stories we tell ourselves.
0: Yeah. And sometimes... You know, it, and and the way that it's become kind of a broken chain, though, because, mm. you know, um, for example, I live now in Austria. Mm-hmm.
1: I live closer
0: now to my roots than I was in America mm. in some okay. ways. Um, right. But um, when we splinter families in the way that's been kind of common, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying it's it's the way society has mm. has come up then it is kind of easy to lose those those strings that mm. that and and also you know with with the way that magic and belief has been kind of demonized in a mm-hmm. lot of
1: different you feel places. dirty. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's yeah, it's totally dirty. It's scary. It's forbidden. It's like, it's like saying that you're going to call up demons if you dabble.
1: No, that's only if you speak Latin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, when I go to Venice, I know I've been there before. So <laughs> at that point in time, I'm just like, how do I know this? <laughs>
1: yes, right. That was how I felt when I went to Ireland. Oh, home. And then I did the ancestry DNA thing. 75% Irish.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: That's a lot. Yeah. That's like a, a lot. That's like, that's like my whole ancestors stayed in one village for thousands of years and then left to go to America. And I was the product of that.
0: Right, right. Well, like so many Americans are, and then they became Americanized. And, and yeah, that was a huge you know, oh my gosh, I could talk about roots and, and how that, yeah, like grounding in your space. And I think that shamanism kind of helps you.
1: Yes, it does. Um, And also I think shamanism is great because it is not a specific religion. Mm -hmm. It's more of a, it's more of something to add to your path. You know, it's like a modality. So shamanism works with your core beliefs, Okay. And so it's like, you don't have to believe in the Native American great spirit for it to work. You can call on God or Jesus. I believe Jesus was an amazing shaman.
0: Right. So, <laughs> right.
1: Um, I mean, who else would you spit to cure blindness? I'm mean, spitting mud. That is a shaman thing. I mean, <laughs> right. Um, but it's just that whenever I started <laughs> learning shamanism, oh, excuse me. There's a loud car at night. Um, wow. <laughs> when I started learning shamanism, I felt like I was more connected to my roots because I could feel my ancestors were there with me. And that's where your power comes from. Because like you said, it's that, und- that line that has been broken. When you pick up the, the, the torch again that has been sitting there unlit and not being carried, you light it and all of a sudden... There's all these relatives there saying, oh my gosh, he's here. We have so much to tell you, you know, <laughs> and, and they do tell you. So it's almost like we're not in a Renaissance, but in the reclamation era oh,
0: I inter- love
1: that. and, and just, we are relearning so much of what we have lost. And I think it's beautiful because there's so many great books coming out now. And there's so many wonderful uh uh, options online, that people are learning more and more information so quickly that we can literally reteach ourselves things we have forgotten. Right. Because as as a race, let's face it, the human race is very forgetful. <laughs> <laughs> well. And uh, so we've made a couple of mistakes because of that. And so I think it's people like us, shamans and energy healers and teachers, that are here to be the voice of reason and say, we've learned this before, guys. We need to heal and move on to the next lesson.
0: Right. And it also just expands your world in so many, it's such a beautiful way. You know, it's like taking you from 2D to like 360D
1: yes and it's, it was, it's numbers you didn't know there were there's animals you didn't know existed and you, and you can you can see and know things that you should not be able to know it's it's just it's incredible this gift and and I feel like every single one of us that are have awakened up until this year uh, 2019 I think is kind of the cutoff whenever all the natural borns are waking have woken up and we're ready because i feel like 2020 is going to be a big eye-opener for the rest of the world
0: Ah, oh, interesting
1: and that we have been saying because i mean 2020 vision clarity it's going to be an eye-opener for so many more that are going to be seeking people like you and me to uh, be like what's happening what's going on like why are they saying there's you know occultism and the such and such parliament or whatever. And we'll be like, well, and we can actually tell them, you know, like this has been something that's been out there and going on for centuries. It's nothing new. You know, we're going to be telling them that because I feel like a lot of these gifts, probably yours too. um, I heard a song by Dolly Parton today. It was playing on the radio and it's called These Old Bones. Have you ever heard it?
0: Probably, but it's been so long. <laughs> it's about this
1: lady who casts the bones for her her village, and you know they they end up hating her and shunning her for it, and then she redeems herself at the end. But there's a line in it that I just wanted to read real quick. It says, "This gift runs in the family. I know you also know. I pass this gift on to you. These old bones, though, they're just for show." And that's one huge point that I have been getting with synchronicity. Tarot cards do not have the power. Runes do not have the power. Bones don't have the power. You have the power. Because I get people <laughs> asking me, teach me how to do this. Teach me how to do what you do. And I'm like, you already do it. Right. You do it." And yes, it helps to learn specific symbolism and correspondence. But you can do it with no training at all. If you can quiet your mind and listen.
0: Well, and also have the courage to express what you hear as well and not doubt what you're you're receiving. Because I think that's the block for a lot of people is just say, nah, I can't know that.
1: (laughs) Right. And even for people like us who have been doing it for years, we still doubt ourselves. And so
0: many people
1: don't think we do. I'm like, oh, no, I don't say half the things that I think or feel. And so <laughs> I am having to learn
0: <clears throat>
1: one of my friends who is also a psychic, maybe this bracelet that has some uh, red agate on it and then a, a lion. And yesterday during my reading that I was doing for that lady, that was so powerful. Anytime I would have a moment where I would doubt myself, my bracelet would jingle.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Rattle. And I'd be like, Oh, cause I'd be like, no, I can't say that. It's going to hurt her too much. Or, Ooh, I can't say that. That's, you know that's that's not healing no spirit is like say it and i would say it and her eyes would get big and she'd be like who told you that i'm like it's just that's what spirit is saying right now and and i and if i wouldn't have said that i would have missed out on that opportunity to give her those insights because yeah some of this stuff was heavy some of this stuff was difficult but as a psychic. You have to be brave enough to dig deep because you're not helping your client at all if you're holding back.
0: Right, right. The only person
1: you're helping and not really is yourself. You're just saving yourself from looking like a fool. But you you don't though because the fool thinks he is wise and the wise man knows he is foolish. So the moment you know you're foolish and you're going to mess up and you're okay with that is when you become
0: wise. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and part of it too, and and from working on the hotlines and from working in admin on the hotlines, I feel like Mm -hmm. people are just like, Oh, just put some sweet butter on it and, and you know, he's going to come back. You don't have to do anything. You're perfect the way you are and this and that and the other thing. And it's just like, did you come to me just to be appeased, just to have your ego Mm -hmm. like, like um, stroked? Or did you come to me, because you wanted to get to the root issue of the problem so that you could change things and change is scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And healing. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Because, you know, it's a very fine line we walk as, as psychics because there's always the law of free will that we can't go against.
0: Oh yeah, totally.
1: You know, but I am, I will be the first one to tell people you are in danger, girl. Like, I mean, like I'm not going to tell you not to go back, but I'm just saying it's probably not the best idea.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely.
1: You know, because you you can it, – it's so frustrating sometimes with me with clients because they don't listen. And then they have to come back and say, oh, I didn't listen to you, and this is what happened. And, oh, my gosh, what do I do now? I'm like, well – listen this time
0: (laughs) or they cherry pick what you said you know you say I've had clients where I've said you know you need to shift this or you need to stop accepting flowers from other guys Mm -hmm. because it's it's triggering a lot of jealousy no I'm Mm -hmm. not going to do that Mm -hmm. well if you if you make these changes or whatever then it's gonna be nice and it's gonna come out and they skip that whole change myself thing and say Mm -hmm. but you said it was going to be nice and i said yeah Mm -hmm. it was going to be nice if i said but yeah but yeah Yeah. so i and i think that's you bring up a really good point like we can only do so much Mm
1: -hmm.
0: within our sessions
1: right and and we're not omniscient we're not omnipresent people we are still human and sometimes our ego gets in the way and so we make mistakes But also, I think the big thing to remember with that is that, you know, in my work, spirit meets me halfway. Right. I have to do some work to get there. You know, like I had to do the training. I had to go to the classes. I had to go to the seminars and week-long, you know, workshops. I had to do the work and I still have to constantly do the work because that's what a lot of people that have been doing this for years forget is that the basics are important. You have to keep your meditation going to keep your mind sharp. You have to stay in tune with your guides and keep up your offerings so that your helping spirits are there to help you and you keep them happy. It's a relationship of building it on. And, and I've noticed that anybody that has issues where they're like, well, I used to be really good, but now spirit has just kind of fallen on. They don't talk to me anymore. And I'm like, well, are you talking to them? Mm-hmm. It's a relationship. It goes mm-hmm. both ways. Pick up the phone.
0: <laughs> right, right. You know,
1: you know, if you've gotten busy, then of course they're not going to talk to you very much. You know, it's just the way it goes. And so I, I had a really good thing that my partner told me the other day because I was like oh I'm just frustrated and he was like well you know the gods don't give out handouts you've got to work for it and that is so true they will do everything they can to give you energy and and positive vibes and a push in the right direction but it's up to you to pick up your feet and walk right you know? so and that's what i'm trying to get clients to understand at the moment is that you can gong on bells all day long and say prayers and stuff. But until you get up and go do it, you're never going to get what you want unless you change something or do right. something. Right. And thinking you can do the same thing over and over again and get a different result is the definition of insanity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Like, exactly.
1: I mean, so, so why, why would you do the same thing and expect to come back to me different? No, you have to change. And so the first thing I ask is when I'm, I have a client that is a repeat client and I'm like, well, how are you feeling? And they're like, oh, I'm not good. Um, Well, did you do your homework? Because I will always give my clients homework. You know, I can start the process for you and clear out the energies, but it's up to you to maintain it.
0: Right. Right. It's up
1: to you to choose to take out things from your environment that are keeping your energy down to take out people and places that are restricting you. And I will illuminate illuminate those things in a, in a session, but it's up to you to take action. It's not going to disappear on its own.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> right. And I feel like, you know, that brought up something that I feel like we have to talk about because I don't know. Um, <laughs> Okay, the internet. We connected over the internet. The internet yeah. is a fabulous resource for connecting and learning and growing. But we have to reconnect with the physical, with the earth, with the energies around us, with spirit. Because if we're only living in this this part of our bodies, well, really from here up, yeah. then we're missing out on a lot of... And so... From what you said, you know, controlling what Mm -hmm. you're consuming, not Mm -hmm. only controlling what you're consuming, you know, what you're eating, but it's also
1: listening to who you, to what you watch, what you read. You Uh have to be very careful, Mm -hmm.
0: right? And also allowing yourself to be drained by external sources, you know. Yeah,
1: like I took a thirty-day break from Facebook on my regular like page. And high vibe. <laughs> um, I know it was hard, but it was it was wonderful. I felt so light and so de-stressed because I didn't realize scrolling through my phone how one meme or one gif could completely shift my energy mm-hmm. from high vibe to low vibe and just frustrated and angry and how could someone be so ignorant and you know just and then I'm like oh my gosh I am literally letting colored dots irritate me
0: (laughs) right the moment
1: that that clicked in I'm like it's a spell it's a spell these these people are doing this just to get a rise out of you they're the trolls under the bridges now right (laughs) you know and those used to be myth, but it's more of a reality than we can imagine. You right. know, there's they, they have a saying, there's nothing new under the sun. So all of these things, I mean, you know, they had uh, demons like succubuses and incubuses. Well, now we just call them energetic vampire. It's the <laughs> same thing, but it's just, you know, these are things our ancestors dealt with too. People right. don't, just because they hide behind a screen. If anything, their masks have gotten more sophisticated. Right. And so it's us as healers to really help people understand that that is still a mask. That is still a form of magic, even if you don't realize it. And so that's why on my Facebook page, I especially try to share uh, inspirational and high vibe material or truthful material that makes you think and right. makes you. Look behind the curtain, you know, where everything is really going on, right. or either empowering to you to 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 do it yourself, right? Because I think that's when I had a huge spiritual shift, is whenever I was just waiting and waiting, and waiting for God to tell me what to do. You know, God, please give me a sign, God, please give me a mission and a vision. And it wasn't until I realized I had all the people around me I needed. I had all the material. I had all the knowledge. All I lacked was the will to get out there and do it. And the moment I said, I will, and I did it, life just exploded and opened up. Right. And it's been so transformative, you know. And all those fears of like, well, people will reject you, or, you know, you grew up in a Southern Baptist family. What are they going to think if you're reading tarot cards, you know? <laughs> right. And it's so- Those were my own personal hangups. And I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not because it's just that it's so deep seated in society that those are bad things and they're not, they are tools. Yes, they have been used by bad people or bad things, but that doesn't make it bad. It's literally a tool. And so it's how you use it and your intent, like you said, inviting the highest good into it. And you can even do that. Um, it's funny that you brought up shows and stuff because I wrote down here that uh, bibliomancy is kind of an, a new uh, magic that I've been getting into. And the old version is, you know, where you open literally the Bible and you read a Bible verse and that is a fortune or, or a fortune cookie type thing for you, you know, it helps us. Over- right.
0: tough.
1: But it was this, that when I wrote my two books I noticed that after I wrote a book, I had to live through that. Oh, wow. Or as I was writing it, I was living it. It -hmm. was like, and I was like, wow, this is some powerful magic. And then I started realizing that books that I had read as a child were coming true, or they were making shows about them on HBO or VH1. And I was like, why are these all things that I have personally read? You know, like, how is this coming into my existence? And so it's just, I was wanting to tell people with synchronicity and this new Enlightenment Ascension movement, the beauty of bibliomancy is that if you pay attention to the books you read and the shows you watch, spirit is constantly speaking to you and giving you messages.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it is it is astounding how much I can pick up for a psychic reading if I pay attention to the shows I watch or just little sayings the day before that really stick out. If I write them down and I tell it to my client, it is exactly what they need to hear. Right. The reading is perfect.
0: Well, and I've been encountering that when I do email readings and what I'm typing, I hear from, mm-hmm. like, if I'm, uh, if the TV is on or something like that, if my kids are watching TV or something, and it's exactly what I'm mm-hmm. writing. And I'm like, okay, Whoa. universe, like, <laughs> it was like everything focused. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: And, and it's like, and it's, it's so great because it's confirmation. And that yeah. is so wonderful. And that's, I feel like that's what a lot of us in our role don't get a lot of. And so we have to pay attention to those little moments where there's confirmation and there's there's strength and empowerment in the environment around us. And so whenever you surround yourself with a higher vibe of listening to good television shows, having a, eating a good diet, exercising, hanging out with really good, decent people that actually lift you up, it's amazing how spirit shifts and you're able to really Kind of sift through some of the stuff you don't need and find those nuggets that are just amazing and powerful. Yeah, it's really right. Incredible.
0: Right. And then allow that to be your focus. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I've been seeing it as like this, like almost like a, um, a kaleidoscope, but where you can't mm-hmm. really see the full end of it. But as mm-hmm. you, as you go from one space yeah. to the next, then it becomes clearer and clearer and clearer. Mm-hmm. And you're able to, you know, even moving obstacles out of your out of your pathway it's yeah,
1: amazing, it's amazing. Uh-huh. yeah 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 i completely agree and you know and there's like i was going back to 2020 being a big year i just i'm reminded and i have been getting this over and over and over again of a bible verse speaking of bibliomancy of <laughs> Acts 217 it says in the last days God says, I will pour out my spirit on all peoples, not just Christian, not just Jews, all peoples, okay? <laughs> um, and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. That is so important. That is directly from the Bible.
0: Which, I, we missed the, um, the oh,
1: book act first. 2.17. Act 2.17? Acts 2.17. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I can send it to you so you can put it in the link down
0: there. Please do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because it's such a powerful verse. And the moment I read that verse, it popped up on my Facebook page and I had a client that it was just asking me, well, well, why do I have these gifts? Like, it doesn't feel like a gift. It feels like a burden. I'm like, yeah, but it's because God is sharing with you part of his spirit, you know? And it's, it's, an awakening and a beautiful way of seeing but there are going to be so many others that are getting this gift and it's going to be great that we have so many trained people that are ready to teach them what's going on
0: right right (laughs)
1: because i'm already getting people flooding my inbox saying i feel like i'm going crazy oh wow like Like, I just, I feel like I'm going crazy. I'm hearing voices. I'm seeing things that aren't there. I'm like, well, first of all, you should probably talk to a psychologist, but also, (laughs) you know, make sure everything's okay there. And then if you're still hearing things, come back and talk to me. Because first, I always want to make sure somebody has seen a medical professional. But then also, yes, it's very important because, you know, I can only handle certain amounts. Right. We have a team for you. So- Mm -hmm neat is if your body and your mind are taken care of, we can help your spirit heal. Right. That's my And so it's once you've taken those steps and you're still having those issues and they're still really strong, then that's when you can step into the shamanic journey. Because that's literally what happened to me. My awakening experience was not pretty and it was not uh, a glorious experience like everybody says it's going to be. But <laughs> mine was more like, Christ on the crucifixion. It was, oh, it wow. was, yeah, I actually ended up hurting my back and had spontaneous kundalini awakening.
0: Oh gosh. Okay. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> a shock of lightning shoot up my back. And then six months later I was getting a disectomy surgery for three herniated discs and ended up addicted to opiates. And so I was just in this haze of visions and voices and everything. And then I came out of it. And the visions and voices didn't go away, <laughs> and so then I thought I was going mad, um, until I finally went to a massage therapist, is what she calls herself, but really she's a shaman. And um, she, I booked myself for a massage, and she goes, "You don't need a massage. You need a Reiki session." And she did Reiki on me, and that completely aligned everything I think just it was just right just the right moment right teacher right place right time we were all in the right mindset and God literally gave me an instant healing and I was like this is incredible and so I got down on my hands and knees and I said teach me (laughs) right (laughs) I'm so thankful for what you just did for me I want to do this for other people and So I I love people that come to me with that mindset of I'm terrified. I've I've had some scary things happen. I've I've been in a lot of pain lately and I don't know where to go. And so those are the most beautiful people to help find light. Because like like coming back full circle, you know, you asked me at the beginning, am I afraid to go into the darkness? No, I will wait as deep as possible. I mean, there's nothing that will scare me. I've seen the worst in humanity. So in spirit world, it's just the same. You know, I will go into that thick, dark forest with thorns and come back bleeding and broken, carrying you back on my back because wow. it's what I promised to spirit. Because that day, whenever I asked, please help me, I said, I will devote my life to healing if you will show right. me how to do this. And spirit, I heard spirit say for the first time after that Reiki session, a first clear, 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 audience moment where spirit said, okay.
0: <laughs> got it. And I, was like, I was
1: like, oh no, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I feel like there's a catch.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, the catch is that you had to <laughs> shift everything and allow.
1: And I did. I had to, because I was such a, a nervous person on one on one talking with people. It, I was more comfortable in crowds because I could disappear a little bit. And um, it was so nerve wracking for me those first few clients where I'm just one on one really seeing someone's soul because obviously they can see right back into yours. Right. Work, and so I had to start the work of I had to make my interior presentable for others to come in. You know, and there were some jagged edges that if they would have came in when I first started, it would have hurt people. You know, I would have been been harming more people than I helped if I hadn't done the internal work of facing my shadow and healing my my past. And um, especially in America, you know, where they have. I know this kind of gets into politics a little bit, but where they have, um, you know, mandatory circumcision, that is something that, as a young man, I didn't realize traumatized my baby spirit. Right. And then subsequently, I had that first of all, and then two months later, I had surgery for pyloric stenosis. Oh gosh! So I had two, like, really, really huge surgeries within two months of life, and so. I was carrying around this trauma of the world is bad. The world is painful. The world is pain and it will only hurt you. I was carrying that around. And so I had to shamanically journey back to baby Bradley and hold him in my arms and say, someday this will all be okay. And someday it won't hurt, I promise. You know, this is all happening for a reason. And I even said to him, they know not what they do. They don't know that, you know, mutilating you is going to affect you mentally so much. Right. Like it has. And I'm wondering that since we're one of, you know, the leading nations that do this, we're also the biggest nation for toxic masculinity.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So it's like, part of this unwritten hidden club that we are literally traumatizing baby boys at an early age. And it creates a monster because there's so much unhealed trauma. And it, and, and funny enough, it was not a man healer that brought this up to me. It was a woman right. who had the guts to say, well, have you talked to your child self about your circumcision? And I'm like, "What?" I didn't even know that was a thing like I didn't and and then my awareness came into it and I'm like yes that is exactly what I need to do and that heals so much sexual trauma that heals so much uh what what am I looking disgust for self even because you're like why would why would they take something from me you know perfect if I'm not perfectly made and then it was it was so healing on so many levels. And so any men listening to this, please, <laughs> you know, do the work of going back to yourself and healing that childhood trauma, because it happened and I've I've discovered on this shamanic journey that trauma that happens whenever you're so young like that and you can't cope mentally or work through it is buried in your DNA. Right. And so it comes out as rage and anger and spouts of hate, you know, and violence, I feel like that's literally what it stems from. If you don't heal that, it will just keep boiling up and hurting the people in your life.
0: Right, oh yeah, Yeah. Because you're still bleeding. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And
1: bleeding all over everyone else.
0: Yeah, wow. I never even thought about it that way because, yeah, because I'm a woman, so you know, it, um, it just never. Occurred. There are other
1: things that women go through. I mean, especially, oh,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, if you had a, a parent that wasn't very understanding of your first, you know, menstrual cycle, and you were, you know, uh, filled with shame about that, or or whether it was the first guy that you know you thought you were in love with tried to come on to you that can be traumatizing all those type of things that women go through I mean trust me women have it very very difficult (laughs) in this world and I completely understand because a lot of my clients are women and it's it's nice that I get to work with women because I think I get to show them we're not all like that and that yeah Mm
0: -hmm. yeah that's super important because especially, yeah, we carry generations worth of trauma. I know my Mm -hmm. great grandmother fled this area where I'm living now because the soldiers were coming through and they were killing babies Mm -hmm. and she overheard this and she's like, juice, you know, bye, I'm Mm out of here. Yeah. And so, so you, you get that. Whole, the world is not safe. And so mm-hmm. that is what she's thinking. And if she's carrying a child, the world mm-hmm. is not safe, is being like.
1: It's just, it's yep.
0: mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's. And go back. Yeah. Not only going back, but also we have so much power in this present moment mm-hmm. to erase that. Not to erase it, but mm-hmm. to come to terms with it and say, that was then. I'm safe now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: you know, and it's to it's heal. Almost
1: as if going, not going back, but bringing the past here to see this is the now. Yeah. You know, this is my life now. And that's what I did with my, my baby self was I took myself here and saying, look, we have a partner, we have a home, I'm doing what I love. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, this is amazing. And then it's funny. I had a moment where I thought, wait a minute, were these the visions that I had as a child? <laughs> when I'm doing these shadow works with my my younger self, taking them to show them my new life. And, and b- because when I was a kid, I told my mother, I'm going to be a magician. Oh, cool. Wow. <laughs> so, and she was like, oh yeah, cards. I'm like, no, it doesn't have anything to do with cards. I remember saying that. And she just looked at me funny. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you know, it's these these gifts that we have are, are normally hidden in families. And so it's so beautiful that they're finally coming out and that there is a safety here because I, I've heard some psychics say that there's a witch hunt coming, but I'm holding on to hope that that is not true because I don't feel that at all. I don't, I just feel like that's not my timeline. Sorry. That timeline is another one that we have collapsed and healed. (laughs) But I'm on a timeline where we are going to actually be able to practice openly and you know out in the state parks, and there will be festivals all over the world where people are of all religions are coming together, and we're all understanding of one another. You know, we don't think one is better or one is worse. We just know that everybody is in need of something.
0: Well, on the- not only in need but connected. And yes. capable <laughs> and Thank you. and and really because I, I want to share this with you I want to share this this vision of hope and of mm-hmm. connection with each other with the earth with the people around us and with and isn't that
1: what we all want right A connection and love and understanding and compassion I mean mm-hmm. that's what we all want in the end right I don't think there's anybody that wants hatred or violence or nobody wants that. I mean, it it just is a sad how it happens in the world sometimes. And so I think it's, we need to shift to, well, what do I really want? Asking ourselves, which I think we're the first generation that can really ask ourselves, what do we really want? And so that's why I think we're, we're stumbling around in the dark a little bit, trying to figure it out, but we're getting there. Right, and it's better than we think. That's that's a thing me and my partner say. Better than expected.
0: <laughs> right, that or even better is is how yes. you know when better
1: than expected. Yes.
0: Yep. yep. <laughs> and when you're blessing other people's visions or their goals or their missions, yeah, mm-hmm. that or something better.
1: And that's a huge so thing is. is this community that we're we're creating and building together. Is I think we we can't forget that that even if you don't completely agree with someone's work or what they're doing, it is always good to lift them up and, mm-hmm. and help them along because you will never know when you need help in return. Right. And so it is always good to help people and send that out there because I feel like the more abundance you give others, the more abundance comes right back to you. Mm-hmm. It's just, It's this beautiful, it's the law of attraction. I mean, uh, that's that's no secret anymore the secret let that out of the bag but, <laughs> <laughs> i mean but that's only one part of the you know one part of the equation but it's an important part of the equation of you know what you think and feel which is affected by your environment and your appetite and you know what you eat and what you bring into your uh, sphere of influence is going to affect what you manifest and mm-hmm. it's so important because uh, you know people are saying sometimes Karma takes a long time, but I feel like we're in an era right now where karma is almost instant.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know about you. I've always been an instant karma kind of person. Yes. <laughs> I, will,
1: I will say something bad and I will literally stub my toe on the nearest right. object and I'll right. fall in my face. And I'm like, okay, that was wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Yeah, yes, it's true. Yep. Yep. I agree.
0: And the thing that I'm teaching also is uh, my own children is I am not perfect. I'm far from perfect. And there are times when I do trip and Mm fall and then I go to them and I'm like, that didn't feel good when it came out of me. And I'm really Mm -hmm. sorry. And, you know, and I think that's so important to teach people like, Mm -hmm. like that almost instant or even after some, some thought, like, I'm really sorry that I hurt you because
1: mm-hmm. yeah to admit that you might have misstepped or that yeah. you could or that you could be wrong <laughs> uh huh yeah because so i mean because not only do healers like us and psychics and, and reiki masters and what whatever path you're on not only do we have an ego but i feel like there is an entity called the spirit ego as well where you know it's in the tarot there's a hierophant card guys it's the one where you think you're all that in a bag of chips and you should be bowed down to and worshiped and you're the only mediator of god. No, no, no. <laughs> right. Because the card that comes right after that is the devil. <laughs> and you're yeah. And so it's like you realize that it's it's a stumbling block for all of us to finally be able to admit I'm not perfect, but I'm perfectly imperfect. Mm -hmm. and that's the beautiful part of it because I've made many, many mistakes on this road, as we all have, you know, but at the end of the day, my heart is in the right place and I'm trying to bring people towards healing. I might not have gone about it the right way, but luckily spirit uses the end results to bring everybody into healing, myself included. And sometimes that's what you have to admit is just because I'm a healer don't mean I'm done healing myself.
0: Right. It's know. a lifelong journey. At all, Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> no. it's like that room of mirrors where the just the mirrors just keep going. Like, that's what I always see when it comes to healing self. You know, you might not always have to go see a shaman, you know, every week or whatever, but you do have to continue the work because mm-hmm. as you get older... You know, you accumulate more negative energy every day, just by coming into contact with people and choices and decisions. And you may have made the best choice you could at the time, but it might not have been the best choice for you energetically. So right. you have to account for that. You know, you might not be proud of it, but you made, you did the best you could because your hands were tied. And sometimes those are the hardest things to forgive: is mm-hmm. we didn't have a better choice. And you have to forgive yourself and say, "But I did what I could." Right. I think right. those are important, and also healing relationships with elders is very, very important um, because elders are the ones who pass down a, a beautiful perspective that we don't get. You know, they're in that uh, particip not they're not in the participation part of their life. They have become observers. And so they can see so much more from the outside looking in Mm -hmm. than we can. Because my grandmom is 86 years old and a diehard Christian, but she is the most witchy, savvy, Mm -hmm. intuitive woman I have ever met. And she'll just, I'll, I'll go over to her house and she'll bring out her Bible and be like, I have to read a Bible verse to you. You're gonna, it's going to blow your mind. And it does blow my mind. It's like, oh my gosh, I prayed about that today, Grandma. She goes, I know. God told me. <laughs> I mean, and I'm like, and I'm just like, Grandma, you know that psychic? And she's like, no, it's not. It's just God being God. I'm like, no, that is literally the definition of psychic.
0: <laughs> I love that. That's just God being God. That's just God
1: being God. And and that's the way it should be. Wouldn't it be great when we don't have to label ourselves as psychic or Reiki master, shaman, I just want to be Bradley. And like, I just, you know, I just help people. Like, that's it. That's all I do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's just Bradley being Bradley. That's just you being true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's how it should be because, because I feel like I have finally embraced my natural state you know and it took a lot going through a lot of past lives and a lot of traumas and and you know uh, awakenings and initiations to get there but literally that's just the conditioning that I had to break through before I got back to that little baby that came into this world that had a hankering to help people
0: right you know? Right,
1: and was able to finally dive in and do the work right so because I think that's what a huge part of our job is, is peeling back conditioning and programming that we have told ourselves that is completely mm-hmm. false.
0: Yep. Yep. And that we've learned from society and that we've picked up and or, or that we've just negatively kind of assumed. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So if you were to leave the audience with one nugget of wisdom, what would you say?
1: It is my favorite saying and quote from the Oracle of Delphi in Greece. And it goes, know thyself. If you can know yourself, and you will know that you are the I am and the I am is connected to you and you are connected to all, then we are all one people and we are all one planet. Because to ask spirit before you cast those bones, before you go into healing, You have to know who you truly are, and that is very important because that is the best way to get effective healing, is to know who you are.
0: Wonderful. Beautiful. Well, again, Bradley Scott, thank you for being here with me. Thank you for chatting with me. It was a lovely conversation. Where can we find your work? And I'll put links below the Um, video.
1: I have a YouTube channel. It's Wildfire and Earth. Um, and I have a couple of videos about clairvoyance and clairaudience. I did a, a little uh, series called uh, Spiritual Gifts, a Sensual Experience, because it's okay. all about the senses. Yes. <laughs> nice name. And then you can also find me on Facebook. And the link will be down below. But it is also Wildfire and Earth. So, yeah, you can find me on there. Wonderful. Oh. And oh. also on Amazon.com look up Bradley Scott. And I have two books available. There is the Fool's Journey, Race the Vibe, Heal the Tribe, along with that's kind of the beginner's guide. And it starts with the tarot from the Fool card, goes all the way to 10, the world, uh, not the world. The, the fortune, world
0: Wheel of fortune. of
1: fortune. Yeah. And then the uh, second book is Wildfire and Earth, Heart, Soul, Spirit. And that is from the 11th card all the way to the 21st card, which is the world. So it's kind of the same journey, repeated.
0: And ah, it's just, at a higher level.
1: Yes, it was just <laughs> the, I keep getting the spiral dance and about how even though you're returning to the same place and learning the same lessons, your perspective has changed and you're in a different space entirely. So you're going deeper. Right. Yeah. Check those yes. out on Amazon, everybody. Wonderful. Wonderful. I can't wait. So I'm
0: going to check them out too. So
1: oh, in, 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 right now, if you have Amazon prime, you can rent those for free.
0: Oh, awesome. I do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. A lot of people get it for Christmas. So that's a really good thing to say. Read it now while it's free. Yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, wonderful. Thanks again, Bradley. It was truly a blessing to speak with you today. Thanks again.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: Thank you. So again, this is Sue seller from Spiritual Business Spotlight. We are bringing new and up-and-coming spiritual leaders into the spotlight. Take care. Have a fabulous day, people. Blessings.